This message was recorded at Gather, a women's event to encourage and equip women to live in freedom and their God-given design and purpose. For information on the next Gather event, visit rivercitychurch.co or follow River City Church on social. My name is Jenna. I'm, I'm just excited, you know, I shared this at our first one, but this is our, our second gather. I really, just what, what gathers about, I really just had a picture and a vision of women coming together, gathering together, and pressing into the Lord together, um, and then just being sent out to where God has us, um, and, and just being a witness to him, and just coming together and worshiping together, and so again, I'm honored that you're here tonight. I know that he has a word for you tonight, so I'm excited to get into that. Um, the message tonight, we're going to be starting off in Acts, and, but before I get there, um, Paul's sharing his testimony, actually, when we get to this story and um, he's sharing his testimony of when he encountered the Lord. So before I get there, I have to give you a little setup of this. Um, the story, his name's actually Saul. I know it's kind of, his name got turned into Paul, but that's okay. So we'll get there. Um, but Saul was an, he actually was, he persecuted the church. Like he, he was actually at one of the first martyrs, um, Stephen was martyred for preaching the gospel of Jesus. And Saul, whose name turned into Paul, uh, Saul was there and he, he was there present for that and like cheered it on. I mean, he thought he was, he was devoted. He thought he was making an impact. And so he was out on the streets uh, persecuting the church. In one moment, he was walking on the street and he hears the voice from heaven and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I love it. He says, who are you, Lord? I like that he called him Lord because I think he knew. Come on, when the voice of God speaks out, it's Lord, who are, like he knew he was Lord. He acknowledged, Lord, who are you? And the, his, God's voice, shone, he spoke out to him and the glory of the Lord shone upon him. And his eyes actually, we'll get to this in a minute, but Saul, who was a, a persecutor of God's church, had an, one encounter with the Lord that completely changed his whole life. And we're gonna pick up here. And um, he told, so during that time, he told this, um, his, another servant named Ananias, he spoke to him and he said, hey, Ananias, I need you to go to this street because there's this Saul guy that, I want you to pray over. And Ananias is like, who? And he goes, Saul. The Lord said, Saul is there. And Ananias is like, uh, Lord, he's the one that's persecuting and arrested us Christians. You want me to go there and speak to him? And the Lord said, go there. So we're going to pick up on this story. Um, and this is, again, Saul's name turned into Paul. Um, so this is Paul speaking. In case you hear Paul, you're like, who's Paul? Saul. It's the same guy. But so Paul's actually, um, now he's, he's preaching the gospel and he's, he's sharing the testimony of how he came to the Lord. So we're going to start there. Um, this is in Acts 22. The, the scripture will be up behind me. Acts 22, 12. So this is, again, this is Paul sharing his testimony of what happened during that encounter. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there. He came to me, this is Paul, Saul, came to me and he stood and said to me, brother Saul, receive your sight. Cause that's what the Lord told Ananias to do. You go pray over him um, and, and have him receive his sight. Um, then he said, the God of our fathers, and at the, sorry, and at the same hour, I looked up at him. Then he said, this is what Ananias spoke over Saul. He said this, the God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, you should see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth, for you will be his witness 
Come on, he's prophesying over Saul who persecuted the church. You will be a witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. Why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And this, this scripture came to me a couple months ago, just as I was just studying the word on my own. And this, I just, this was so powerful. And as I was praying for gather, the Lord reminded me of the scripture again. I'm like, all right, this is the scripture that I feel that God wants to prophesy over us ladies tonight. I want to say it again, just like Ananias spoke over Saul. This is, I'm going to speak it over you tonight. It says, ladies, receive your sight. Come on. The Lord God, he has chosen you. You are chosen to, be, to know him, to know his will. You are chosen to see him. You are chosen to hear him. You are chosen to be a witness and do what God has called you to do. Do you receive that tonight? Come on. I love it. Saul was going one way. Saul was going one way. And one encounter with Jesus changed his whole life. And I love, you know, he, he got blinded. Do you know what I just felt today? Why did, he, why did God blind him? Do you know why? Because I feel like God was saying, your past is gone. I am here to give you new sight. That's good news for me. I'm so thankful. I feel that Saul got blinded because God wanted to say, that is no longer who you are. In one moment, Saul's life changed to Paul, who persecuted the church and was a powerful witness for the kingdom of God. He, not, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testimony. I don't know what your past looked like, but let me tell you, in one moment, you can encounter the living God and your eyes can be open to know that you've been chosen, to know his will, to see him, to hear him in a new way and to be a witness. That's who he has called you to be. This is really neat. Um, so the, the, the word I got for tonight is alignment. I really feel like God wants to align our hearts back to him. I feel like that what's been out of order, God wants to bring back into order into your life. Come on, he wants to give you vision. He wants to speak to you. If you'd look around this room at, at some ladies, it might be five years, 10 years, 15, 20 plus years down the road, they would tell you tonight that time goes by fast. And I wanna be in alignment to what God has called me. I wanna see what he sees. I wanna hear what he hears. And so the word alignment means arrangement in a straight line. Do you know the street that the Lord told Ananias to meet Saul at? It was called straight. Come on, he's here tonight to put us back on straight alignment with what God has for you. That's what I feel like the word is tonight for us. In one encounter with the Lord, Saul's whole life changed in a moment. And so how, how to walk in alignment with the Lord. So we're going to break down Acts and we're going to go through that. And the first one that Ananias spoke that I want to declare over you is you have been chosen. God has chosen you for such a time as this. In Ephesians 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose you. Not just sister so-and-so who looks perfect and has it together. He has chosen you before him, before the foundation of the world. He chose you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Come on. You are chosen. God has chosen you. In order to walk in alignment with the Lord, we have to know that we're chosen. We are accepted by God. We are loved before the foundation of the world. He said he's chosen you. 
We have to know, we, we as women, we have to realize how much we are loved and valued by God. He's chosen you. He said that I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He has chosen you. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Holy means set apart. Come on, you're called to be set apart for the kingdom of God. Well, you don't, I don't, you don't know my past. You don't know my past. Come on, you look what Saul, if he persecuted the church and, and God encountered, encountered him in one moment, what can he do with your life? Your past is your past. Uh, I love, you know, you probably have read, if, if you don't know this verse in Esther, but it's, for, you have been chosen for such a time as this is everywhere, but it's, it's in the Bible. And um, I'm going to share a little bit about Esther's story here. So Esther, we, most of us know her as the queen, but before she even became queen, she was a orphan. Esther, her parents both passed away. She was an orphan. And her cousin Mordecai adopted her. Not only did she start off as an orphan, come on, she became an orphan to royalty. Her past was an orphan. So she got adopted. And her Esther's story, I'm just going to give a little background. But he, um, there was a call. So the king of Persia, he was calling out all of these. He needed a new queen. We won't talk about that. But he, he needed to invite a new queen. So he sent out this degree that all the young women that weren't taken were to come into his kingdom. And they would spend a year with these beauty treatments and, and spend some time because the king needed a new queen. You know, Esther, it's like before The Bachelor. See, it's been in the Bible. I don't watch that show, but it's, it started there. No, I'm just teasing. Um, but so here, Esther started out as an orphan. And I don't, I don't. It doesn't say it in here, but I doubt she was like, yay, I'm, gonna, I'm being taken away from all I've known. I've, I've been left an orphan. You know, thank goodness she had her cousin Mordecai to take her in and adopt her. Now she's got to be dragged into, you think, oh, it's the kingdom. It's nice. But no, she doesn't know anybody. She's being forced into a situation that she might have not wanted to partake in. So we look at Esther's story. You know, you have been chosen. I don't know what your past looks like, but again, Saul who persecuted, persecuted the church in one moment, encountered the Lord and his whole life changed and he was set in alignment to what he was called to do. Esther went from an orphan to then taken captive, really, whether she wanted to or not, we don't for sure know. She, but she went from orphan to royalty. I don't know your past, but we have gone to whatever our past was, separated from Christ, but because of the blood of Jesus, we have been adopted into the house of God. So we have to understand that we are chosen. We're no longer orphans. We are chosen and called by God. So again, a little bit of her story. Her cousin Mordecai, he was a bold guy. Like you have to go back and read this whole, uh, I love the book of Esther. There's so much in it. But Mordecai kind of went against the king's right-hand guy. Um, he stood up for his faith. He, he was supposed to bow down and he said, nope, I'm not bowing down because this guy was evil. This is the assistant to the right-hand guy. So this assistant was like, who is this guy? And it was, and they found out it was Mordecai. He found out he was a Jew. So this, um, this Haman guy who was the assistant to the king got away with putting this decree out saying, because he got offended at Mordecai and he's, he found out his people were Jews and he wanted to take out all the Jews. So this decree went out and um, Mordecai sends word to Esther and he reaches out to her and says, Esther, you need to stand up. Come on, this guy, they're going against the Jews. You're in the kingdom. You need to stand up. And Esther started questioning herself. I don't, I look at it, the orphan spirit came up. Who am I? Like, 
I'm just, I was an orphan. I, this, I, how am I supposed to go in front of the king? If you don't realize, you weren't allowed to go in front of the king. If you were to go in front of the king without him calling for you, he could, the law is he could murder you. It's a tough situation there. But for real, like she, then it says that in the, in the Bible in Esther that she's like, how I can't go in front of the king. I could die. But again, she could, in her mind, she's like, who am I to walk in front of him? I can't save these people. That's too much. Let me tell you, ladies, whatever our past is, God has called us. He has chosen us. I don't want to back down out of fear for what God has called me. I don't want to let insecurities to hold me back. Come on. I don't want anything to hold me back for what God has called me to be. I don't want the orphan spirit because I am a daughter of the Most High God. He wants us to walk in confidence. He wants us to walk in boldness. Have you ever felt that way? Have you, has God ever asked you to do something and you're like, who, who am I? I can't do that. You know, as I stand up here, like I need the Holy Spirit to take over or else I, this, I, all week I'm like, okay, Lord. But I need as much of the Holy Spirit to stand up here, to pastor this church with my husband. I need the anointing of God. I need to know who I am so that way the enemy can't shut my voice down. But not only just up here, come on, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to be the wife that he's called me to be. I don't, you're like, well, she's royalty. She's, she's, in a, she's a queen. Look at her. She gets to do great things. I need the anointing of God to be the mom that he's called me to be, to raise my kids like he's called me to be. Come on, I need the anointing of the Lord to homeschool my children. I need the presence of the Lord and the boldness of his spirit to, to be on my life. In Ephesians 1.5, it says, Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. If you caught that, he predestined us. We are adopted, ladies, into the kingdom of God. Ephesians 2.19 says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but your fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We got to let that soak in. We've been adopted. Come on, we're in royalty. We once were orphans, not feeling good enough, but now we are daughters of the Most High God and ready to say yes to him. Um, the rest of the story in Esther 4.13. So here's Esther again. She was just like, I can't do this. This is what her, her cousin, well, her now father spoke to her. She, he said to Esther, do, you, do not think in your heart that you will, because she's also a Jew, that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's will perish, house will perish. Yet, he's reminding her, yet who knows, for you were born, you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I want to speak over you have, you're right here for such a time as this. You're not here by accident. You're here for a great and, and, and powerful purpose. Long story short, this again is such a good story. I wish I had time to really go through it, but she ended up approaching the king. A lot of you probably know the Esther story. And she, um, she got the boldness and the king, he found out the plot of the enemy and they completely stopped that. You know, she could have stayed in her comfort zone. She could have stayed hidden in that palace. She could have allowed insecurity to hold her back or fear of failure to hold her back. I mean, honestly, it was a sacrifice for her life. She could have been left dead for approaching when she wasn't allowed to, but she didn't allow fear in her comfort zone to hold her back because she was born for such a time as this. You are born for such a time as this. You have been chosen 
by God to know his will, to see him, to hear him, and to be a witness. So point number two, you have been chosen to know his will. Um, When Brian and I, some of you guys know our story, but in 2019, we were living in Florida, and um, the Lord just started stirring up our heart. We knew one day that we would plant a church, but we were, you know, waiting until God's timing, of course, um, and been in ministry for many years. And in, I think it was 2019, we just started getting this unction, both of us, like, it's time we're, we're supposed to start praying into this. We felt the Lord lead us to pray. And we knew we were going to plant a church one day. We, had, we didn't know where. We were in Phoenix for a while. I have to acknowledge my mom and my beautiful mother in love is sitting in the front row. I wanted to announce that too. So I'm going to just pause real quick and just acknowledge it. She's like, stop it. No, I, I'm, I'm, I felt both my mom and mother in love and my daughter on the front row, my niece. Okay, I got to stop. I'm just looking at them right now. No, but um, I'm just, I love them so much. Brian and I are, are blessed with incredible family and parents that just love us. And I have to tease my, so my, um, Brian's family, they're originally from California. And then they moved to, side note, uh, they moved to Vegas. And um, that's where my husband was born. And my father-in-law is a retired fire chief from there. They moved to Vegas and then to Arizona. That's like the fur- furthest Midwest they've ever been. And um, now they, so now they're in Florida. So we, we might have not gotten them here full time. I don't know why, like in the winters, it's not that bad. No, but I'm, I'm thankful they're here with us part time. We call them snowbirds. You know, I don't, I don't blame them though. But anyways, I, I'm honored to have you guys here tonight. Side note, pause. That's okay. I have the mic. It's okay if I do that, right? No, but I, it kind of brought back memories because I'm sharing about our journey a little bit. So I love, I love, love you guys. Um, Okay, so Brian and I, as we were praying, um, this verse came, it's so, God's so faithful. This verse came actually to both of us as we were praying into what that looked like about starting a church, um, because we didn't have a plan. We just, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do plan? That's always the best one. But um, he gave, in Deuteronomy 11, 11, I'm going to read for it, read you to it. But this is a verse that he spoke over us before we knew where we were going to be. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Catch this, a land for which the Lord your God cares. How do we know the will of God? What he cares for. What, what his heart is after. That's how we know the will of God. And that this verse, I go, wow, he's going to send us, Brian, to a land that he cares for. Okay. Where, now, of course, he cares for all the lands, but where specifically, Lord, do you want us to go? And it was neat. Before I even got that verse, a year prior, the Lord already started showing Brian my hometown in Mason City, Iowa. So that, that's how our journey started of praying and fasting is, God, where do you care? What land do you care for? We, in order to know really the will of God in our life, it's to care for what he cares for. It's to desire what he cares for. Because ultimately, that's where you're going to be the most fulfilled anyways. Um, And it says that the eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. So if we had to find out what God cares for, I love with the story of Esther before. So she had a year of these beauty treatments and everything. And um, she had, she, she picked out what she was supposed to wear. All the ladies did before they had spent some time with the king. And it was really, 
Esther asked her assistant that was with him, she asked what did, she asked him what he thought she should wear. And what really stands out to me is really she was after what the king would like. So she wasn't after what she thought she would look cute and her good. No, she was after the king's heart. She was after what he cares for. And all throughout Esther, she says over and over, even when she approached the king to save her people, um, she said, if it pleases you, if it's your will, she says, if it pleases your heart, if it pleases the king, king. Esther was after the king. We, we got to be women that is after the Lord's heart. What, is, what does he care for? And it goes on in Deuteronomy 11, um, verse 16, it says, take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship him. And, and honestly, that was after the verse of God saying, hey, I'm going to send you out to a place I care for. And I also read that verse, like we got to take heed. We got to stand our ground. We got to be on watch um, and, and really pay attention where God has called us so we don't get distracted. That's what Esther, she had to take heed. Again, she could have been distracted by fear or fear of failure or not feeling good, good enough for what God had assigned her to. So we need to be watchful and keep um, our eyes fixed on him and what we're purposed to do. So alignment starts with what God cares for him. To know his will starts with what he cares for. And let me tell you, again, I know the story of Esther's royalty, but let me tell you, he cares for Iowa. Come on, he, he cares for Mason City. He cares for Clear Lake. He cares for Rockwell. He's not a distant God. He cares for your kids. He cares for your household. He cares for those that are on your job. He cares for you. He, he cares. There's a, you are born for such a time right here in Iowa to impact this world for Jesus. He cares for you. You have been chosen by God to know his will, to see him, to hear him, and to be a witness to him. Number three, you have been chosen to see him. We're going to go to Second Kings. I love this story. I got like a story for each, but that's okay. We're digging in the word of God tonight. Um, but in Second Kings, um, this is such a cool story. I'll, I say that for all of them. This is my favorite story. This is because they're all so awesome. But um, the king of Syria, um, he, they were, he was trying to go after the Israelites. And their plot kept getting exposed. And the king is like, what is going on? Why do they know? Every time we go to the Israelites, they're there waiting for us. And someone's like, well, you know, there's this prophet guy who name his name's Elijah. And every the Lord showed him that we're coming. And so the king was like, I'm coming after Elijah. So they send this army to go after Elijah. And 2 Kings 6.15 says, and when the servant of the man of God, so this is Elijah's servant speaking about, when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, at last, my master, what shall we do? Second Kings verse 16 says, do not fear. This is Elisha declaring back to his servant. Do not fear for those who are with us are more, are more, sorry, are more than those who are with them. In verse 17, Elijah prayed over his servant. He said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened his, the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Did you catch that? The enemy is coming after them. And, and, and uh, the Elijah's servant, fear came on him. The enemy is coming on him. And Elijah prayed, Lord, open up his eyes. If we are gonna walk in a 
alignment with the Lord. We have to have eyes to see the kingdom of God. We have to have eyes to see what the Lord sees over our situation because if not, we're gonna be like the servant full of fear of what's coming after us. Come on, they were coming after them, but Elijah said, wait a minute, you're missing something. There's more for us than against us. So the enemy was coming after them when God's army was around them like a fire there to protect them and stand for them. Come on, Elijah wasn't afraid or moved by what the enemy was doing around him. If we wanna walk in alignment with the Lord, we must see what God sees for our lives. We must see what God has for our family. We must see what God has for this city, for the job that you're at. We have to have eyes to see what God sees. You know, I don't, maybe you have a report that you're, a medical report, or maybe there's something going on with, with your kids or in your family or in your marriage. We have to see what the Lord sees. There is more for you than against you. Come on, by his stripes, we were healed. I don't know what the report says, but we have to get eyes to see. We can't allow fear or discouragement or hopeless to, to, to move us. We have to get out of alignment with that and in alignment with what heaven sees. In Matthew, it says, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Come on, ladies. We were chosen for such a time to see him, to know him, to hear him. It said, the Bible says, we are royalty. Come on, we're, we're no longer orphans trying to figure out what we should do with our life. What's my purpose? We are the children and daughters of the most high God. So he says, we, we have been given the mysteries of the kingdom of God. We got to start declaring that I have been given the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And it goes on to say, for the hearts of his people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. Come on, I want to get out of alignment with fear, anxiety, hopeless, and I want to get, I want to turn and be in alignment with what heaven says. And it says above again, it says that his heart has grown, the people's heart have grown dull. So seeing they couldn't see and hearing. You know, what keeps a heart dull? It could be unforgiveness. It could be um, destruction distraction in our life. It could be fear. It could be anxiety. But I love this verse. It says in Matthew 13, 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. I want to turn away at what possibly could make my heart dull. And I want to fix my eyes on Jesus. I want to fix my eyes on what his word says about my household, about my family. So I want to turn from unbelief and I don't want, no longer will our hearts be dull, but we have eyes to see and ears, ears to hear what the Lord says, number four, in order to walk in alignment, you have been chosen to hear the voice of the Lord. In Genesis 13, five through nine, like I said, we're getting some Bible study time, ladies. I love these Bible stories. They're so powerful. You know, the story is about Abraham and Lot. And um, Abraham, God spoke to Abraham and his family. And he says, I've called you, go to Canaan. And their, their nephew Lot journeyed along with them. And it says, Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites 
Verse eight, it says, so Abram said a lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. And it says, verse 10, Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered. See, Lot was looking at what the outside showed. It looked beautiful. It was pleasing to him. Verse 11, it says, then Lot chose for himself. He chose for himself all of the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east and they separated from each other. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, which is the land that God spoke to Abram to go. See, the difference between Lot and Abram is Lot chose. He decided he was after fleshly desires and what looked good on the outside. And Abram was after what God spoke to him to journey and go to. And I, in order to be in alignment with what God has for us, we, ha- we have to be in alignment with relationships that God has called us to be aligned with. We have to uh, be in alignment with people that he has called us. You know, there might be some friendships. And again, I'm not, we're called to love everybody, right? We're called to love, but we're not called to be yoked together with everyone and join. Because God wants to do something great with you. And there became this strife that was going on for them. Again, Lot was more focused on self, what looked good on the outside. But Abram, he, he, his eyes were set on, um, on what God had for him. And there became strife in the land. In Amos 3.3, 3, it says, how can two walk together unless they are agreed on? Um, you know, some relationships are just for a season, but God has called you to be partnered with people that are going to speak truth, that are going to speak life over you, that God's called you to journey with. In order to be in alignment with the Lord, we have to choose to walk in alignment with who he has called us to be aligned with. You know, maybe in your own life, again, like, you're like, well, I've strife with my husband, then should I like, no, 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 no. We got to, you got to get on your knees and fight for your marriage, right? You've got it because there's some relationships, it's like, well, I'm just kind of, you know, am I supposed to, leave? no, no. We're supposed to be, fight. we want to be in alignment with what God has for us. Um, but maybe, you know, there's, there could be unnecessary distractions in your life that might be causing strife in relationships or in your marriage or in your life. So not only do you want to, you know, Lot and Aaron had strife, but maybe we're allowing stuff in our own life that's causing strife to happen in our life that it's like, you know what? I don't have time to, to journey with that anymore because I want to be in aligned with what God has for me. I want to be, you know, again, maybe there's strife with some of your kids in the house. Maybe there's strife with something at your job. Let me, God will give you eyes to see and ears to hear on how to fight heaven's way for them. Romans 13, 11, it says, and do this knowing the time that now is the high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly. Who are you walking with? What needs to go a different direction? What do you need to come back into alignment in your life that's causing a distraction in your life? And it says, let us put on the armor of light. Come on, I don't have time to partner with unbelief. I don't have time to partner with unforgiveness anymore. 
It says, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. There's that strife word again. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. So he's saying, let's walk in alignment for what he has called you. What, what do you need on your journey anymore? We're going to lay that down tonight. Genesis 13, back to their story. The Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him. I want you to catch that because God has given us eyes to see what he has for us, to hear what he has for us. And he's given us eyes to know his plan and purpose for our life. Um, Ears to hear what heaven's saying. Did you catch that? That right, the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him. God spoke to Abraham right as I'm not calling a lot of, that's kind of like, oh, you're a distraction God of my life. No, but right as he separated from what caused strife, right as he separated from what didn't belong in his journey, then he heard the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. And verse 15, it says, for the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So God is speaking his promise over Abraham. Abraham, again, the moment that he separated from strife, the moment that he separated from unbelief, during the moment that he separated from what didn't belong in his life, then he heard the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said, look up to me. It's time that we look up to the Lord, ladies. It's time that we get our focus back. It's time that we get alignment back with the Lord because what he has for you is great and mighty for your life. You are chosen by God. You are called to know him. You are called to see him. You are called to hear him. And you are called to do great and mighty things for the Lord. You know, if I can have the worship team come up. We're going to get some time to to worship here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. The last point is you have been chosen to take ground and to be a witness for him. In Genesis 13, he says this to Abram, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. And the Lord is saying to you tonight, Arise and walk the length. He says, Arise, for I've given it to you. It starts with alignment. I just have a heart to cry out, "What? how are you not in alignment right now? Again, I don't know if it's, you know, what you're seeing in the natural I don't know if it's like Esther, like, who am I? I can't do what God's called me to be. What's causing alignment out of order in your life? It's your inheritance of the daughter of the Most High God to know that you've been chosen, to know what God has for you, to hear in a new way, to see in a new way. It's your inheritance to walk in alignment with God for you tonight. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Father. If you guys, as we kind of get into worship, if you can stand to your feet. Again, I I really feel like that God wants to bring back alignment for you tonight. He's going to give you eyes to see again. He's going to give you eyes to dream again. He's going to give you ears to hear him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In uh, 1 Timothy 4.14, it says, do not neglect the gift that is within you. Come on, it's, we're done with neglecting what God has put in front of us. God has called you and chosen you.
Thank you, Father. You know, before we're going to be getting into worship, we're, we're going to sing a song because I, I really want to worship again. I want to go a little bit deeper with your ladies tonight. But if you're in this room, maybe you've never truly given your life to Jesus. I don't want to miss that opportunity. If, you're, if your heart's pounding, you're like, I want to be in alignment with the Lord. I know maybe I, I haven't, but I, I desire he loves you so much. Come on, in one moment, Saul received his sight. Come on, in one moment, Esther, she arose from being in her comfort zone and said yes to Jesus. In one moment, God can change everything in your life. He can bring you back into order and alignment for what he has for you. I wanna leave this opportunity, this is very special. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it says that confess with your mouth that he is Lord and you will be saved. How simple that is. He died, he didn't die a simple death for you. When he was beaten on our behalf, he died on the cross for our sins because sin separated us from him. It was a sin God didn't separate from you. God didn't separate from you. It was sin that separated us. He loves you so much. He's chosen you. He desires you. He's saying, come back to me. If that's you tonight, I just wanna just bow our heads and just have a moment with him. If you've been living a life without Jesus, come on, he's waiting for you. If that's you tonight, if you, again, nobody's looking around, this is with you and Jesus. If you're here tonight and you said, I've never fully given my life to Jesus, I wanna give you that opportunity. You and Jesus, that's all right now. If that's you, I want you to lift up your hand. You saying, Jesus, I wanna come back in alignment with you. Come on, I want you to, in my life, Lord, he's got great plans for you. Thank you, Father, we worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, if you confess that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you see hearts right now, God. Thank you for moving on hearts tonight, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you have a great and mighty purpose for them. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, God. You know, as we go into worship right now, I'm gonna, I have an awesome prayer warriors that, that they'll be up front in just a moment but I want to I don't want to move past this moment we have delicious food in the back but that can wait <laughs> I want again to really just close our eyes and maybe you're here tonight and you're like you know what there's some things that need to be back in alignment right now God's here to meet you he's here to meet you tonight and I want to leave these altars open right now if you wanna come up, this is just between you and the Lord. Again, I'm gonna have the team come up here and, and, and pray in just a moment. But as we step into this worship song, I just, I really believe God's gonna highlight areas that, you're, that, that there needs to be alignment that comes back into order with Him. Thank you, Jesus, for this moment, God. I thank you for each lady here tonight. I thank you, Father God, that you've called them, that you've chosen them, God. I thank you that it's our inheritance to know you. It's our inheritance to see you. We don't have to do life alone. We don't have to try to figure out our home situation, our job situation, because we have eyes to see and ears to hear. And whatever is causing a distraction in your life that no longer should be part of your journey, 
God's here right now to meet you. You can just lay that at the feet of Jesus. We worship you, God. I just see alignment coming back in order in your life. We praise you, Father. As we go into this worship, I want, let this song just minister to you. Let's spend time with him. But these altars are open to you. If you just want to come up here, worship, take some time with the Lord. If he's showing you areas to lay it down, I want to take this moment to do that. Thank you, Father. We worship. Jenna, can I have a confession right now? Um, I just want to share this when Jenna gives a word alignment. The, the thing that I think of right away is a chiropractor. And I'm here to confess to you that I have an absolute fear of chiropractors. The very thought of somebody having my body in front of them at the mercy of their hands to pop me and bend me and snap me and lop off my head is what, that is the very thing that happens. I went with my sister for a chiropractic appointment just a couple weeks ago and I'm not kidding, I curled up in a ball, closed my eyes and plugged my ears because I didn't even want to see alignment. Ladies, some of you might be here tonight freaked out about alignment. You're like, mm, he's going to pop me. I think I'm going to get a little bit of a crack. And you are afraid because you don't know the merciful and gracious hands of our Father. And ladies, to be really straight, really honest, because Jenna gave you a great word, and if you didn't hear it in there, you must be aligned with Jesus. You just must. And tonight's a great night to make that happen. And He loves you so much that even if you are curled up in a ball with your ears, she said, what was that, eyes? The eyes to see, the ears to hear. You're like, uh, uh, uh. I'm closing my eyes. I am plugging my ears. I do not want alignment. He loves you so much. Oh, he just loves you so much. And he wants your eyes to see that he's gentle. He wants your ears to hear he's loving. And he cares so much about you and knows that only through Jesus can all things come into alignment. He is our perfection. He is the plumb line. He is what brings us in alignment. And so tonight, I just wanna open that up right here. If you are afraid of alignment, I feel you, I feel that, I know that, I see that. And if you are someone who's like, mm, I'm not afraid of that. Come on, Jesus, give me a good pop. Throw me back in place. Let's get going with business. Hallelujah. But there's someone that's next to you that might be freaking out a little bit right now. And they need to see the love of God in you that recognizes he was merciful to them. Look, they went to him and their head isn't rolling on the floor. Look, they went to him and they're set free. 
They went to them and they're walking upright. They were downcast. They're walking upright. So if you've been aligned, if you've already experienced alignment, hey, find someone in here that needs a little straightening up. Offer them encouragement. Let them know that this place, this space, it's not scary. And our God isn't frightening. He's kind. He is loving. And He's not going to give up on you. He's not going to give up on you. So we're going to sing right now. In this, this space, I just want, like I said, you know, we've got an awesome prayer team. Jenna gave a great word. We need to be aligned with our head, with Jesus. And this is a time for you to enter in to the chiropractor's office and let Jesus do a little cracking, okay? Let him do a little work on you tonight. It might be little, it might be big, but tonight is a night for it. And we're gonna praise him. We're gonna praise him right now. We hope you were encouraged by this message from Pastor Jenna. For information on the next Gather event, visit rivercitychurch.co or follow River City Church on social.